This is the ActiveX Back Show from Edinburgh, Scotland's vibrant capital. Hosted by award-winning registered osteopath, author and all-round pain guru, Gavin Routledge. If you want relief or prevention of lower back pain or sciatica, and you want to be healthier, keep listening. The following programme should not be taken as medical advice, but for informational purposes only. Hey, 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 Active Xers. So here we are again answering, in this case, the question of how to stretch lower back pain. Now, this is not going to be the answer you thought. So it's not going to be me getting down on the floor doing a bunch of stretches. It's going to be me talking, I'm afraid. And the first point I'm going to make is that if you are going to stretch, make sure you do it in a way that doesn't hurt. Okay, now you may find that your back is uncomfortable if you've been sitting, and most people when they sit tend to flex, they tend to bend their lower back forwards, and if that's the case, you almost certainly shouldn't stretch in that direction. But you might feel that bending backwards, stretching backwards, eases your lower back pain. But the first and perhaps the most frivolous point I'm making here is, or frivolous is the wrong word, but kind of least least in-depth point I'm making is that if you're going to stretch and make sure you do it in ways that don't hurt. Now, point number two, and perhaps much more important, is does stretching actually help? Well, don't shoot the messenger, but there is no evidence that stretching lower back pain either helps in the long term with prevention or indeed helps you to recover faster. Now, when I say no evidence, I'm talking about research evidence. So there's no research evidence that stretching actually facilitates a speedier return to activity and less pain. So that brings me to point number three. Why does it feel good? Well, we're going to get right into the weeds on this one. So you may be sitting there thinking, ah, but that's absolute rubbish, Gavin, because whenever I do my stretches, I always feel better and I get better. You know, So a week, 10 days after the problem started, I am better. Well, I would say to you, just because you get better 10 days later, have you been having lunch over that period? Have you been having your lunches? Or have you been eating snicker bars? Or have you been drinking a lot of water? Yes. Do you think it's one of those things that's helped you to get better? So why do you think the stretches are helping you to get better? So just because you do something and get better doesn't mean that that's why you got better. Maybe you were going to get better anyway. Okay? But you'll say, it feels good. Yes. Why does it feel good? Here we go. So when you stretch, or rather, let's go back. When you hurt something, there are little nerve endings out in your body, or in this case in your lower back, called nociceptors. And those nociceptors, they send a message through a nerve cell up towards the spinal cord. Okay? So nociceptor fires, sends a message up towards the spinal cord where it connects with the next nerve cell, neuron, which goes up towards your brain, which ultimately is where you're going to experience pain albeit you feel it out in the body. Sorry, I told you I'd get a bit technical here, but bear with me, bear with me. So, nociceptors firing. But there are other nerves that connect into the space where the nociceptor meets the spinal cord. 
So in this area here, where the nociceptor comes up and meets the spinal cord, there are other nerve cells coming in called mechanoreceptors. Now, if those nerve, um, nerves fire, those mechanoreceptors, if they fire, they can block off the nociceptive input. So they prevent the nociceptive message from getting to the spinal cord. And what is it that causes mechanoreceptors to fire? stretch and pressure. So mechanoreceptors have, are little nerve endings that respond to pressure and stretch. And their nerve cells fire in the presence of stretching and pressure. And by so doing, they block the nociceptive input from reaching your spinal cord. And that's why it feels good. So that isn't, I would wager, why you thought. Most people think, oh, they're stretching a tight muscle and so you're easing that tight muscle, it's becoming looser and so I feel better. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. So and I'm not going to go into the physiology of stretching because that's a whole different topic, but take it from me, stretching does not loosen tight muscle or, or, or even if it does, and to some extent it does, but that doesn't result in less pain. The reason you have less pain when you stretch is because of the stimulation of these mechanoreceptors which block the nociceptive input. So it feels good because it blocks the nociceptive input. Now, does that mean that's a bad thing? Well, not in itself, but this takes me on to point number four. And just because it doesn't hurt, or indeed because it, just because it feels good, does that mean it is good? Or at the very least, does it mean that it isn't bad? Is it possible that you could be stretching and actually preventing healing from taking place? You guessed it, you're ahead of me. The answer to that one is a leading question is yes. And I have a very specific scenario in mind, but there will be others. So, Let's imagine you have, as some people do, and don't, don't get carried away with this thought because it may not relate to you, you may not have a disc problem, but if you have a tear in the disc at the bottom of your lumbar spine, at the back of the disc, so let's imagine this is the back, this is the front, here's your lumbar spine arching forwards. If you have a tear back here at the bottom of the spine, as you bend forwards, bend the spine that way, you're stretching the back of the disc. And when you do that, you can cause little tears in any scar tissue that's forming. And that puts you back in terms of recovery. So let me, let me put this another way. Let me put it in the right kind of chronological order. So you tear, you injure the back of the disc. There is an inflammatory response, which hurts, by the way, because it stimulates the nociceptors locally. So you get this inflammatory response, and the next stage of healing is the formation of scar tissue that binds the bits of the disc back together again. But for that scar tissue to unite fully and strongly, it's e most easily done, particularly in the early stages, if you avoid stretching it, because if you stretch it, you tear it apart again. So what I often see in clinical practice is people who have low-grade grumbly disc problems or sometimes severe, you know, really painful disc problems and they're stretching. And when you stretch it, you are picking the scab. So if you can imagine that disc is 
forming its scar tissue, and you're just picking the scab. So you're back to square one, causing a uh, recurrence or a continuation of the inflammation, which is what irritates the nerve and makes it painful. So if you want the disc to heal, you have to avoid stretching it. Oh, and by the way, the peripheral third of most people's lumbar spine discs, or indeed all intervertebral discs, the peripheral third doesn't have a direct nerve supply. So you can tear it, injure it, and you won't know. You don't feel anything. Some people describe a, they had a sense that something went in their lower back, but then it's hours later when the inflammation builds up that it gets really sore. So if you have that tear and you are stretching it, either through sitting and sort of curling forwards or through specific stretches where you're pulling knees up to the chest or knees over to one side or any of these kind of stretches, then you may very well be re-tearing the scar tissue and preventing it from healing. But it might feel good at the time because you're stimulating your mechanoreceptors, which are blocking the nociceptive input in the very short term. So it feels good, but unfortunately in this scenario, you're actually preventing healing from taking place. So that is me wrapping up this session on how to stretch lower back pain. If you are gonna stretch it, make sure it doesn't hurt at the time, though. This is not an issue, a case of no pain, no gain. That has no role to play whatever in clinical practice. So if it hurts, don't do it. But does it actually help in the medium or long term? No, there isn't any evidence that it does. Why does it feel good? Because you're blocking the nociceptive input with the mechanoreceptor stimulation. And finally, could you actually be preventing healing from taking place? Well, in some situations, you definitely could. Well, you might ask, what, what should I be doing instead of stretching? There are a whole bunch of things that you could be doing. And if you're listening to this in the podcast, go back and listen to episodes one to six, the foundational episodes on the podcast that hopefully will give you the context so that you can be empowered and start to recover yourself. Um, or otherwise, just go to backpainandsciatica.co.uk. There's a huge amount of resource there. You can engage with our chatbot, which will give you a free report that will get you on your way to creating your own plan for recovery. Because remember, I always say there's only two reasons you don't get better. One is you have a rubbish plan, and the other is that you had a good plan, but you're not following it. So go to backpainandsciatica.co.uk for more help. Or if you're local to us here in the Edinburgh area, you can find us at active-x.co.uk. Okay, see you again soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the ActiveX Back Show. If you found this helpful, please pass along our web address to your friends and colleagues, active-x.co.uk, and please leave us a positive review on iTunes. If you have any questions related to lower back pain or sciatica, send them in, and Gavin will aim to answer them in future episodes. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at ActiveX Backs.